Welcome to episode three of the Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Hoppy, parent educator and counselor, mom of two, and lover of all things related to parenting. This week, I am introducing a new segment called the Anti-Reactive Parenting High Five. This is a time where I will share stories and highlight awesome parenting moments that demonstrate intentionality and values. This week, I am sending a high five to a parent I see at Pickup. We may cross paths once or twice a week, and I know this parent is a busy person running a business and has a lot on their plate and always seems to be in the middle of an important call or responding to an email. But without fail, every time I see this parent at pickup, the second before their child comes out the door, the phone gets put away out of sight, the parent puts a giant smile on their face and greets their child with open arms and tells them they love them. It's beautiful. And what's so great about this ritual is that it occurs the same way every time. And most of all, it conveys a message to their child that they are the priority. I'm sure their child is used to their parent constantly being on the phone, as I'm sure most of us parents are guilty of spending too much time on the phone. Sometimes it's important and sometimes it's not. And that time would have been better spent engaging with our kids. But every single day, this child is told through their parents' actions That pickup is not just another thing on the to-do list, but rather it is a time to connect at the end of a busy day for both of them, and that the parent is happy to see them and nothing else matters at that moment. So, high five to you, parent at pickup, and your consistent anti-reactive connection with your child at the end of each day. If you have an awesome story of an anti-reactive parenting moment, please submit it to be featured on the anti-reactive parenting high five segment on our website, antireactive.com. Share some accolades and inspire our anti-reactive community. All right, moving on into this episode, wanted to revisit last episode, we talked about parenting long-term versus parenting to survive the moment. Hopefully that episode helped to give you a framework for how you make long-term parenting choices and apply them to small everyday moments to give you more confidence and sense of control when it comes to those really hard moments in parenting that seem to come up on a regular basis. Now, I realize that big picture thinking can sound really good in theory, but can be hard to enforce. This is especially true for those small things that come up practically daily that always seem to be a struggle. I'm talking about getting up and dressed in the morning, getting homework done, or being reasonable about going to bed on time without all of the whining and protesting, or even remembering to put your dishes in the dishwasher after breakfast or not leaving your socks on the floor. I know there are things that go on in your home that drive you crazy and feel like you are a broken record, just trying to get your kid to do the thing you need them to do, and it should no longer be a surprise because you talk about it all the stinking time. I'm sure between all of you listeners out there, this list can be quite long when it comes to the everyday things you would like to expect from your child, but always seem to be a problem. So I'm here today to talk about some practical strategies you can use when you are looking to enforce a parenting decision or make some changes to your parenting style. Some people come into parenting with an exact plan of what they want to happen and expectations they want to have met. Some people come into parenting with little to no plan and take things as they come. These approaches are often based on the personality and temperaments of the parents, the children, other caregivers, and the environment the family is living in. Environmental factors can include parent work schedules, whether or not a parent is at home full-time, 
choices made regarding education, the neighborhood you live in, the local culture of where you live, etc. But regardless of how you come into parenting, as the parent, it is your responsibility to maintain a sense of control, whether everything is planned to a T, you fly by the seat of your pants, or somewhere in between. And by control, I don't mean a micromanager of everyone's lives. But what I am saying is children absolutely thrive when they have the security of knowing that their parents have control of what's going on day in and day out. They need to know that someone is in charge. I mean, actually in charge of their well-being. We all know that kids want to be the boss. They want to call the shots and they don't like being told no, but that's because they're kids. They don't know what being the boss and making all of the decisions is actually about. They're not ready for all that. It can be really tempting to say yes all the time because it makes kids happy in the moment or ask kids what they want so we can just give it to them. It makes them happy, which makes us happy and everyone is liking each other and it seems to be all good. But there's actually more going on under the surface. It's a child's job to ask for independence because one day they will be a grown-up. It's our job to give them that independence in small doses across childhood as we best see fit, gradually allowing more and more independence. So when adulthood arrives, they've practiced independence, bared the weight of those choices, the good and the bad, and are ready to take it all on themselves. But it's not supposed to happen all at once. Kids need to know that it's not up to them to have it all figured out. They need to know that someone else with experience knows how life actually works and knows what the right decisions are. It may feel good just to say yes to whatever, but when we hand over too much control to our children, it takes away a vital sense of security. Because they are children, they are learning the basics of life and how the world works, and they simply are not ready to be in charge of things they are not yet equipped to deal with. Providing clear boundaries of where your roles and responsibilities as a parent end And where they begin for your children provides a deep sense of comfort and will help your child grow in confidence. On the other hand, providing boundaries and expectations that are so tight and rigid can be equally as detrimental to our children's confidence. Yes, tight boundaries give us as parents a high sense of control, but then gives our children absolutely none. Children who are not allowed to act with autonomy grow up into adults that do not know how to make decisions for themselves because they never had the opportunity to practice in a safe environment when the stakes were much lower. And without the chance to experience real decision-making, they are bound to not make very good decisions when it is their time. Scary. Okay, so obviously the best option for raising children who will become confident and competent adults lies somewhere in the middle. I'm talking about an approach that still provides you with control and the ability to provide security to your children since they know they can rely on you to have your life, their life, the inner workings of the household together while still respecting the need for and teaching about autonomy so that when they eventually become adults, They can step out in confidence because you've prepared them throughout their entire upbringing. This approach is called choices within limits. What this means is that you, as the parent, develop and maintain certain expectations in your household. This will look different for everyone, but these expectations are based upon your values and can be about anything, big or small. For example, keeping a tidy house, table manners, 
how the people in our family treat one another and people outside of the family, whether or not it's important to finish what you start, household chores, practicing your musical instrument, etc. You decide, but the most important part is that you actually decide. Figure out where your boundaries and limits are on all of the issues that come up for you during your parenting journey. And then make the firm decision to stick to those boundaries and limits. Now here's where the beautiful part comes in. Those boundaries and limits are like a fence. A fence that you set up and design. And within that fence, your children know exactly how far they can go or not go. They don't have to ask you a hundred times if they're allowed to climb that tree or splash in that stream or do backflips off the edge of the treehouse, all figuratively speaking, of course, because all of that stuff is either inside the fence or out. They can't dig up all of your flowers to make mud pies if the flowers aren't inside the fence. Do you feel me here? You set up the fence. You can make it as big or as small as you want based on what suits your family, but the important part is that you build the fence. Then inside that fence, you create opportunities for your child to make choices. If getting dressed in the morning is a struggle each day, give your child a choice between two different outfits that you select. The fence you built communicates, we have to get dressed every day. That's non-negotiable. But inside the fence, there are choices of what clothes. Because you are the parent and you know what's best for your child, you pick out the clothes that are clean and appropriate for the weather. You don't allow shorts inside the fence in January, but you do place two or three options that are appropriate in our theoretical yard that your child can freely choose from. If it's a battle to get homework done before bed each night, lay the expectation that homework will get done before bed. That part is not a choice. It's outside of the fence, but it can be done before dinner or after dinner, or you can provide them with the choice of you sitting next to them the whole time to make sure they do it or without you looking over their shoulder. This approach can literally be applied to any aspect of parenting, but it can take creativity at times. Also, you will need to have consequences prepared for the choices made or if they are not made. As our children grow up, it's important that they experience the consequences of their choices. And not all choices that we provide should be consequence-free because choices often come with risks, and that's okay. As our children get older, it's important to provide choices that come with negative consequences. Maybe you decide to build your fence out a bit bigger now that your child is in high school and you no longer require that homework is done before bed. But the consequence of not doing your homework is that your grades will suffer. And maybe bad grades are outside of the fence in your house. So as a result of not making good choices about homework then maybe other fun free time activities have to be put outside of the fence to ensure good grades don't leave the yard. Homework is scattered all over the place within the yard, though with options to do it during study hall, first thing when you get home, after dinner with a friend you invite over to help, first thing in the morning before school, the options are all over the yard to choose from, and any of them are available and free to take. But if that's too much freedom and your child isn't able to handle all of those choices and grades are just suffering too much, time to shrink the fence back down and offer fewer choices. But maybe a dip in the grades is just what your child needs to get serious about some things. It's our job as parents to be there to help our children work through those choices and consequences and learn how to deal with them. 
This is how our future adults learn to regulate themselves, their impulses, and their wants while you're still there to help cushion the fall. Maybe you do put that theoretical treehouse inside your fence with an option of doing backflips off the side. Your children have the opportunity to make the choice to play it safe or do something thrilling that could also hurt them. If they choose the thrill and get hurt along the way, of course you won't let them lay on the ground and suffer. You'll help them get back on their feet and talk them through the choice they made and the resulting consequence. But because you control the fence, you can anticipate these missteps and possible consequences and be prepared for when they happen. Sometimes kids refuse to make a choice. But refusing to make a choice is a choice within itself and can come with its own consequences. If your preschooler doesn't want to pick one of the two outfits you provided within a reasonable amount of time, then you make the choice for them, all the while explaining that they are responsible for the consequences of their choices. Are they mad you chose for them? Guess what? That was the choice they made. Remember, as the parent, you are responsible for creating the fence. Your children are responsible for all the choices they make inside that fence. And it's important that they know that. This teaches our future adults that they do have control over the things that happen to them in life, the good and the bad, and that they are not only capable of making choices, but are also capable of accepting the rewards or the consequences of those choices, while also knowing that they are safe to learn those lessons because mom and or dad built a strong, sturdy fence. Now, I realize this is not a perfect formula. Some kids will come back and try to negotiate the choices you're offering. Some kids will take a while to understand that you even built the fence if there was never one there before. And this is where you refer back to your values, your non-negotiables. Are you okay with bartering back and forth with your child on the choices you provide? Then allow it, but also let them know that the line ends and where the line ends and keep the same line every time. Or if you're not okay with the back and forth, make it clear that bargaining is not an option and do that every time. If you've not established the fence before, I can guarantee that it will take some time for your kids to get used to it. They'll push, climb, shake, kick that fence to make sure it's as sturdy as you say it is. And this can be really hard. But once your expectations and boundaries are clear, I promise parenting gets so much easier almost automatic. And of course, as your child grows, you have to regularly evaluate and rebuild the fence, make it bigger, allow more choices, freedom, and responsibility until the glorious yet scary day when you take the fence down and let your new adults roam free on their own. Okay, this was a quick and dirty overview of creating limits with your children while still providing them with opportunities to make their own choices. This really can be a complex thing, but the more you practice, the more second nature it becomes. But if you have questions, aren't sure where to begin, or can't think of a way to turn a problem into a choice, let's talk about it. Leave me a comment on my Instagram or Facebook page about your success in providing choices within limits or where you are struggling to give room for autonomy or to regain some control. You can find me there on Facebook or Instagram at Anti-Reactive Podcast. Or you can email me at contact at antireactive.com. I'm really looking forward to discussing this with all of you. If you enjoy this podcast and think others would too, please leave a five-star review to help this podcast reach others and we can all grow together. 
Don't forget to follow our podcast and add it to your library so you don't miss an episode. And for all of you fathers out there, check out the Anti-Reactive Parenting Companion podcast, Life Fatherhood. This short-form podcast is for fathers and is all about how to deal with challenges raising your kids. A family is a team, and all teams have some things in common, shared values, goals, and a leader. Each episode will tackle one challenging situation and detail simple things you can do to increase your excellence as a father who leads intentionally. You can find Life Fatherhood, that's L-Y-F-E, on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can learn about life and the entire anti-reactive parenting group on our website, antireactive.com. Look for the next episode of the Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast, available for download in two weeks. As always, parent intentionally, plan for what's to come, and be anti-reactive.